Welcome to Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Purdue Blockchain Lab and CastBox. I'm Coach Culbertson, and with me is Kimberly Culbertson, and with us today is Ty McGuire. Our vision is to connect everyone in the blockchain industry and explore the most up-to-date news. We hope that this podcast will be educational, easy to understand, and inspirational for all our listeners. So, Ty, you recently just got back from doing the Boston Data Science Conference, right? Yes, that's correct. It was an excellent event where I got to speak at Harvard one day and then at MIT. Wow, very cool. Man, dude, yeah. Ty, why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience a little bit and uh, give us a little story a little bit about how you got started in blockchain. Well, thank you for having me on the show today. My name is Ty McGuire. I work for OCA Capital Advisors. We're a global asset management firm. We run private close-ended hedge funds out of the Caymans. We run a master feeder structure. We run exchange-traded products and managed accounts in the U.S., and we run a USITS platform in Europe. Um, the blockchain for me started just in the last year, and I saw a need to use blockchain in our business. So, for example, there's a real need for trade, settlement, and clearing to improve that process speed and cost efficiencies, which the blockchain would be excellent in. Another core area where we've really seen and have been developing and working with our partners more as a push model is KYC and AML. So currently it takes months and months to onboard a new client. Uh, they have to run what KYC, know your customer, AML, anti-money laundering, and do background checks, bank statements. So what we've been doing is pushing our auditors, our administrators, our prime brokers to use the blockchain to effectively and efficiently trace where these funds have come from to basically comply with FACA, which is the U.S. government's regulation to know where your customers and money come from. Um, you know, so for those core functions, blockchain is fantastic. And I could, you know, in this interview, describe four or five more uses that we're currently pursuing. Sure. Yeah. Well, let's jump in and start with, since the SEC doesn't have a clear guidance on the regulations now, how and where should someone set up a jurisdiction with regulations with a global mindset in mind? So that's an interesting question. If we currently look at the regulatory environment, the SEC is trying to wrap its hands around right now how to define this. You know, when you say cryptocurrency, do you mean payment token or coin, such as Bitcoin, which is a transfer right. of value? Or do you mean a utility or service token or coin, which is linked to an underlying business that offers a service or some type of product? Or an asset slash security coin or token, which is linked to an underlying security? Now, the SEC needs to figure out how it defines each of those categories um, and how it's going to regulate. Now, if this is seen as a pooled investment vehicle or something that falls under Regulation D, where the SEC has to provide protection and investor kind of guidance to protect the general population, that's something they will do. Now, there's different categories. There's the general retail investors. Then you have qualified and accredited investors, which there's exemptions to. If you're a qualified or accredited investor, many times you can invest in these sophisticated products that aren't as regulated by the SEC. 
Now, on top of that, you have state regulators. So every state has jurisdiction within its borders. So as we've seen recently, the state of Massachusetts has shut down every type of crypto. So if you're exactly, it's kind of shocking that a state would come in and say to crypto firms that are trying to raise assets for interesting and unique projects, uh, if they're domiciled within that state, that the Massachusetts regulator, as well as many other states say, hey, this is a security, therefore you have to register and go through the whole process. So, yeah, so let's pick up on the, the issue of states here because, I mean, that's, that brings in a different level of, uh, of oversight and complication. <laughs> Um, so let's talk about, you know, the different states. So Massachusetts obviously is maybe a no-go in terms of <laughs> if you want to add a new uh, security token or utility token. Uh, are there any other states that, that might be maybe better prepared, maybe more friendly to crypto? Well, currently Wyoming has had a big push to be pro-crypto token coin friendly. Yes. So they're providing regulatory guidance and ease of setup. So that gives you state level uh, ability to operate an issue. Um, But you have to be careful because you could set up a domicile business there, go through the regulation and register, which is an easier process there. And they have guidance, which is great. So you clearly know what you're doing and how to categorize the product. And then you can do an issuance. But it's always nice. You always have to be careful. You could be registered in a state, and maybe it's Wyoming, maybe it's another state. But if you do this, you always have to be cautious that the SEC, which has federal jurisdiction, can come in and basically stop that. So there is a very gray area in terms of who has oversight and regulatory control, especially as these issuance get bigger and more complex. That's an issue that many, many firms will face. Okay, so what should a crypto company get ready in the financial, operational, and business development perspective, especially from an IRS and SEC regulatory perspective then? So, for example, our firm is taking our financial knowledge, our regulatory knowledge, our compliance knowledge, along with our algorithm developers and are addressing those. So a firm has to come in, such as ours, CastCoin, which is based on our Cassandra AI system, which does the portfolio sizing in our hedge fund portfolios. So when you come in and, and create a business now, you have to look, okay, operation side. Do I have the proper team in place? Am I registered in the proper jurisdiction? Where's my company actually set up? You could be operating in Alabama, but you could have a Delaware-based corporation. And many firms operate and register in Delaware because of the core benefits of it's a tax-free, tax-friendly jurisdiction. It has clear guidance on bankruptcy and non-disclosure of certain... uh, people in the organization. Now, so you have to, from the operational point of view, make sure you have all those. Then you have to have your state-specific license to do business, and then you have to maybe register, such as a registered investment advisor or some other registry with the securities division of that state. So on the operation side, it can be quite complex. Now, at the same time, you have to run strong financials and reporting. You have to make sure that um, you have a double system like shadow accounting. You use a credible and reputable 
accountant or auditor, such as KPMG or ENY. Um, you have to have a strong legal team that understands this new area of law. This is a very gray area. So legal firms are finding out themselves and are learning. So you have to get somebody that is an expert in regulatory matters and is on the front cutting edge. So you have to build your team, your systems, and your service providers. And from there, you can then go into business development and business development in reference to capital raising. So the first step, in my opinion, is to raise capital for the underlying operational business. Hmm. So what, what's key now and what has changed in 2018 is you need a true underlying business. In 2016 and 17, people were just putting together cryptos, uh, coins, tokens with no underlying business, maybe a great business plan, but no track record, no operating experience, not a solid team. Well, 2018 is different. Now you need a solid team, you need a track record, and you need a real product. So for example, we're taking our artificial intelligence system, which runs our portfolios and does the portfolio sizing and risk management, and we're bringing it over, and it's going to run the underlying ability for the company to operate, and then we will use a coin or token to do additional rounds of fundraising, therefore kind of giving access to a wider, broader portion of the population that would be interested in investing. And then there's, you know, the subsector that you have to address, which is where you fall in the regulatory. If you're targeting retail investors, you have to be very careful that your state and federal regulators approve and categorize what you're doing appropriately. If you're targeting more accredited and qualified investors, you can get certain exemptions because they're considered more sophisticated investors. Huh. Hmm. So let's uh, drill down into that a little bit. So the trend is changing. It used to be crypto was sold, like you said, it used to be sold a tech company kind of thing. In 2016, it's very, very different than it is in 2018. Now finance companies, like you said, are, they're now doing crypto. So let's talk about maybe VCs that are kind of joining in on this, you know, JP Morgan Chase and Goldman Sachs. You know, can you talk to them a little bit about how, how that landscape is changing? Absolutely. So for example, our firm, if you have the expertise in trading, market making, uh, OTC derivative issuances, portfolio sizing, risk management, portfolio construction, and you can take all of those skill sets that we have at Cassandra AI, which is Cascoin, or JP Morgan has, or Goldman Sachs has, and you can then take that and blend that with the top developers and uh, programmers, which all our firms have, because that's what we've been doing for years. We have the top programmers and developers that are writing our algorithms and programmatic trading systems and things like that. So all these top investment banks and uh, VC firms and private equity firms have the resources to combine both worlds. Where traditionally, it was just tech guys who are brilliant and can produce innovative and creative coins and tokens, but are not really addressing the need for a mainstream, uh, a broad kind of application. And by bringing in the finance world and the tech world, you can create something like our coin, which is providing a very stable 
So in the hedge fund world, one of the main focuses is to reduce volatility and drawdowns. So we're bringing that expertise over to the coin token crypto world. So our main focus is to act to reduce volatility and increase stability and really have a coin that can be used and is applicable in many situations. Excellent. Um, We are just about out of time. And as we end this podcast, we would love for you to tell our audience um, ways to connect with you and some resources, if you have any, for blockchain enthusiasts. You can always reach out to me on LinkedIn. It's Ty, T-Y, McGuire, M-C-G-U-I-R-E. I'll be under the company name OCA. Another way is feel free to email me at t.mcguire at cascoin.io. That's cas, C-A-S-C-O-I-N.io. And I would be happy to answer any questions or emails. Awesome. All right. So any, uh, any projects you're working on, Ty, that you might be able to share with our audience? Um, absolutely. There's uh, two main areas right now we're working on. The first is uh, blockchain. And we're working with our auditors and accountants on the blockchain and application in terms of AML and KYC. That's our priority right now. And the second is our firm spun out our AI system. And we've created this separate uh, Swiss-based firm, which has clear guidance and regulatory oversight, uh, which is called Cassandra AI. And that will be issuing CASCOIN, which is short for Cassandra, C-A-S-C-O-I-N. And we think, and many VC firms think this will be one of the larger issuances of the year. Awesome. Hey, Ty, this has been awesome. Thank you much for, so much for hanging out with us today. Well, I appreciate it very much. And if you ever want me back, I'd be more than happy. So thank you very much. Thanks. Perfect. All right. Great. Thanks for following up with us today. Blockchain Inside. The podcast is co-produced by Purdue Blockchain Lab and CastBox. Please subscribe to our show on castbox.fm slash blockchain lab and leave a comment there if you have any questions. I'm Coach Culbertson, and with me is Kimberly Culbertson. Thanks so much for hanging out. We'll see you next time.